to warn you, some of the language you're about to hear may be offensive. I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took out furniture. I moved on her like a bit. <laughs> I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Shut up and sit down. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, so I got to go to this birthday party. I never met these fucking people a day in my life. I've already yelled at this man's son for trying to throat punch my daughter. Um, I don't, I'm walking around. The parents are just talking to each other, letting the kids fucking just go ham. Meanwhile, I'm helicopter parent over my kid, like watching her. Mm -hmm. And now I got to be like, by the way, your son wants to show my daughter his fucking dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Like, I never met you before, but let's have this conversation. (laughs) I don't remember that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was last week's episode. Um, you know, and speaking of dicks. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, I've been good. Yeah. Been alright, doing my thing, you know, uh. Went and did some uh, some cideries, some breweries. Right. Last night, you were there. That's right. It's very forgettable. So. Wow. You know what I mean? That's so weird. Yeah. You the, were there. The text message thread was. Which one, guys? Is it that one over there? The one that is, is that that's what it's called? That's where we're going? That's the time we're supposed to be and there? People responded. You know. <laughs> No, we just said meet at a blue barn randomly out in the middle of nowhere. I don't fucking know. Do I look like the type of person that goes out anywhere near a fucking barn? Thank God, uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. And a cidery? Yeah. I've never been to a cidery. I didn't even know a cidery was a thing. I, I don't think that's a word. A word. Yeah. It Words. says it. So were you excitery too? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this fucking guy over here. Have Joe, it's your third time here. Joe. Yep. Your third, your third episode. And uh, you brought a special person with you. Uh, should we call him by his uh, full Christian name? <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or should we use a pseudonym? I mean, my my Satanist name. Your Satanist name. Should we? Could we call you by your name? Yeah. Okay. This is Evan. Lars. Lars. Hello, and welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, glad to be here. And um, cidery is an adjective. It is, or is it? A, well, a it can be both. And I it's, guess you could use it, it as an adjective, it but both? it's technically it's a noun because it's a place where cider is made. And we enjoy. But it also cider. describes like if something tastes like cider, right? Oh, that's yeah. got a real cidery taste to yeah, it. Right. Very cidery. Yeah. Yeah. An adverb? No, an adjective. You're right. Adjective. You're right. <laughs> well, that was our vocab corner. That was vocab corner. Okay. <laughs> I just so, pictured Tobey Maguire in Cider House Rules. Oh yeah, with. You picture Tobey Maguire, I'm assuming, with no clothes on. Right. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Don't we all? <laughs> um, um, well, this is an interesting episode uh, because uh, Evan, I wanted him to come on and talk about um, why he walks a little funny mm-hmm. and his upbringing, too, because it's kind of interesting. His yeah. family is Filipino. Full-on Filipino. Fullopian. <laughs> <laughs> they grew up, yeah. uh, not to use it in a derogatory term, but in the sticks. Am uh, I right? You can use it as a derogatory yeah. term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also lived in Boston for a period of time. Jesus. Six years. So he knows he knows the big city life and You've he knows around. the country life. Yeah, now I'm in the medium 
city. In the medium life. city, yeah, small city, yeah, smaller. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I thought that'd be interesting, but yeah, something that we've been we've been doing on the show, guys, is we before we really get going, we we dispense some knowledge. We onto impart the, knowledge. Yes, to um, to the young people, right? Okay. That listen, which is zero at this point. Yeah, it's true. But a hundred years from now, they might look back and say, ah, that made sense. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna come out and just say it right now. Okay. Shave with the grain. Oh, I can go tit for tat with you on shaving. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you just You're got very aerodynamic. Into, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, useless hobby number four seventy eight in my book is shaving. Wow! <laughs> I swear to God, I thought that was like a necessity, not a hobby. Is that Obviously, I don't one? do it. You can turn wiping your ass into a hobby if you want. The guy <laughs> describing shaving as a necessity has an unkempt beard. Right. <laughs> may or may not be true. You can't see the show. It's right. audio. That's right. <laughs> I know you probably think I'm super hairy, but uh, from here down, shaving. <laughs> He's like a porpoise. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a porpoise. He's like a fucking porpoise. Yeah, that was uh, that was another the other guy's quote. That yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, what does he call his wife? His wife's name was something. Christina. Christina. Are you deaf or are you stupid? <laughs> Jesus. Christina. Sorry, well, sorry. Anyways, shaving. It's okay. Well, that was your knowledge. Yes, Rockness. Do you have anything to dispose? Yeah. Dispose. Um, yes, I do. Um, when. She says it's okay, finally. Mm-hmm. Make sure you use a lot of lube. Are you Does, talking about engine maintenance? Yes, of course. That's okay. absolutely, absolutely what I'm talking about. Engine Is there a specific kind you'd recommend? Like a brand? <laughs> um, I mean, Astroglide works pretty well. On your car? Yeah. Wow. Uh, KY is good. I like the his and the hers, but I use the hers. Make her, <laughs> make her use the his. It mixes it up a little bit. <laughs> Wow. Because you're not sexist. Not at all. Exactly. Equality. Exactly. Do, our, do our guests have any uh, knowledge they want to dispose to the younger generations? No. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Just, just like, fuck them. <laughs> Fucking carrots. They have uh, access to limitless amounts of information. So That they use to post memes. Right. Instead. And <laughs> pictures of themselves with bunny ears. Yep. Look at me. I was at the gym a couple days. Speaking of this, I was at the gym a couple days ago. Oh, my God. We already know this is a lie. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next joke. (laughs) Next joke. When was the the last time you were in a gym, Dan? Now. Uh, That was one of my basements. What's dropping off, Joe? Oh, yeah. 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 There's a but uh, so I'm on the elliptical and I'm sweating, but I'm only about five minutes in. Um, that's when off. you turned it on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I'm> on. <laughs> I look and you know I burned four calories and I'm going two miles an hour. Yeah. Um, but I look over to my left and I see a young woman and her mother, and the mother is like lifting weights. Yeah. And the young girl, not a not a lick of sweat on her. Gorgeous. Um, you know, in her in her fucking uh, anybody workout, else a little creeped out right now? In her workout regalia, she must have been between like in her twenties, early twenties. God, I thought it's you were going to say eight uh, penthouse letter, right? 
No, she's taking <laughs> selfies of herself in front of the fucking mirror. Instead of, oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's why so many of them go. I yeah. see so many, like, yoga pants at the gym pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they stick their ass out, like, to get, like, the extra 50% Angle. boost. Where, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you, it looks like your fucking mom is over there, like, lifting, like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you're just like, mm, let me take a picture of myself. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, bitch, what is it fucking... I don't even have the strength to make fun of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the new, um, that sort of replaced the 10 years ago MySpace uh, over the head yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, uh-huh. uh, it makes everyone look skinnier. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like, they have actually gotten skinnier, mm-hmm. but they have to, like, well, like, I have to look like I do squats, too. So yeah, yeah. I gotta, like, and jut that hip yeah. up. <laughs> as far as, like, exactly. as far as, like, gym culture goes, I can definitely say from experience that that's a new thing where it used to be women were always on the you know cardio equipment and nowadays they a lot of young women go in there only doing squats and lunges and shit to make their ass huge hmm. wow it's this is a terrible time and this all started <laughs> oh no it's, it's awesome but i mean <laughs> I, i'm not going to complain about I that think all this started from kardashian sex tape like that's why she's famous, yeah, and that box. ass just like like I, took I would over blame society. J-Lo a little bit too. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, yeah I would say like, both. But it's funny. I think J Lo like was criticized for having a big butt a little bit, wasn't she? She was a pioneer. Not by me. She was a pioneer. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, not by us either. Yeah, no, that's no. for sure. I just don't like know why they have to allow the women in there at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like. Just a bunch of sweaty guys hanging out. I know. You would think that, well, the men are working out. The women should be coming up with, uh, you know, making a, a post-workout yeah, meal protein for smoothies. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Meal prepping. Run the yeah. blender. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, get home. When I, when I get in the house, there should be a smoothie on the nightstand, and you're just laying on your back with your legs up. Well, I don't understand yeah. the concept of yoga pants. I thought all women were supposed to wear dresses. Skirts. And yet you're all about the for her loop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so yes. let's get deep into this. Deep. Um, Push it harder. Even. Is that how you say it? Even. Yeah. Even. You were born Even. out in Hamlin. Is that true? Yeah. Was it a um, field yeah. or a hospital? Um, that's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> it's a field hospital. You ever I mean, see one hospital of those veterinary uh, shows where like a calf gives birth? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's their hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Out where we live, it's, it's where they get exactly treated. It's where like they get that. born. Oh my god. Wow. And and how long before you're able to walk on your own? You only get a few seconds. I had to do that. <laughs> I had to do that several times. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Usually days. Not the first time. When I had to learn how to walk the first time ever, that took a fucking while. Like, I don't know how fast you did it, Joe. Um, Joe came out running. Yeah, actually. I, <laughs> Joe punched his way through the uterus. He just, like, drop kicked the placenta out first. That came like, flying yeah. out. <laughs> Six months early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just ready. But you guys grew up in in a, in a very rural town. Um, oh, how many did we graduate with? People ask me this all the time. Like 80, I don't remember. Eighty something. Right? I don't 80 think we made it. I graduated think... with five hundred. I know you're I, so cool. I think we were no. scheduled. We were scheduled <laughs> for eighty, and like there was a fucking ton of GEDs. 
Like, I think it was, like, at the ceremony, and then people didn't come to the ceremony. So, like, on stage, yeah. it was like, we could barely form a choir. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Too. <laughs> wow. So the GEDs were for the pregnant girls? I was at your graduation. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and there the was dead. a pretty memorable scene there. There was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> thing we'll never forget. Yeah. God, that poor woman. What the fuck? Did you not hear this story? No. I, I don't know if it's podcast appropriate, but I'll go into it. Okay. So it is, it, 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 no, I think it's I think it's it, it, you know I feel bad for her for this, oh, but it's a it's a hell of a story. <laughs> it's podcast appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you ever listened to our show, Dan? So I'm pretty sure it's good. So I go to their graduation, sure. and why were you there? First of all, oh uh, well, because That's what we do, we're family. He basically. went to high school with my cousins. Come on, yeah. Rocco. <laughs> Obviously. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Go ahead. Like you said, there were there were 80 in their graduating class, but they couldn't even fill up the stage. That's how small their class was. They actually the students were sitting on the stage. Gotcha. In bleacher formation. Now it's Hamlin, so I'm assuming a lot of the parents were graduating. Well, technically, with the kids. it was it was Kendall. <laughs> okay, so it was Kendall. So I'm yeah. assuming a lot of the parents were graduating with the kids. Right. So there weren't a lot of people like watching. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So they're up on the stage, yeah. which is which is not normal. Sure. Typically, you know, so they're up on the stage because there's so few of them, and their gowns are not black. The gowns are white. It was, I believe, blue for the blue and blue for the dudes. Males. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and white for females. White okay. For females. Well, we're sitting there watching, and what happens is because the students are on the stage, they have to get up from their bleachered seat and sure. walk to the front of the stage, grab their diploma, okay. as their name is called, and then they walk back awkwardly. And sure. sit down. Sure, sure. There's no walking across the stage. No, be none of that. This young African African American American woman. <laughs> her name was called. Mm-hmm. She stands up, and you can see that she's holding her butt. It look kind of looks like. Oh. You're like, oh no. She receives her diploma, which is in essentially booklet formation. I think, right? It's a, it's like a like a hard cover to it. Am sure, I wrong? sure, sure. Yeah, that kind of thing. Leather bound yes. pleather turns around and quickly tries to hide the giant red stain. Yeah, as she was sitting there, she got her period and it bled right through her fucking gown. Is it she, she, she was the, wearing white. Is it because of the country Christian ideals that she wasn't like taught about how to no no that idea, man. Um, Can you imagine a being the only black person for twenty square miles? And Which he B, pretty much was. <laughs> and then B, yeah. having that happen to you. Wow. Uh, so she was, unfortunately, the token black girl. Yes. And yeah. she is also now the token period girl. You could literally hear the entire air of the room being sucked into everybody's mouth as yeah. they went, <gasps> it, And now she is something else. Now yeah. she is the token transgender person that we all went to high school with. Yeah. Wait, what? No. Oh, really? So she's a guy now. She's living yes. as a man? Yes. Well, yeah. after that. You see, <laughs> being yeah, from such a small school, our, everything was more concentrated. So our black right. person also had to cover the transgender. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to take on more than one role. Yeah. Yeah. I was the Asian kid, and but there was a shortage in like the <laughs> punk <laughs> department. Oh, I see. And, uh, but I also couldn't fill the, like, I wasn't, you know, like the star Asian kid at some other school where he's, like, going to get his fucking PhD in algebra or some shit. Right. I was pretty smart, but I wasn't, like, I couldn't, like, fill all that shit, dude. I couldn't be, like, the Asian math wizard. 
Now, did that fill you with guilt and you wanted to fall on a samurai sword? <laughs> no, I just, I, just, uh, I, just, I just leveled it out. I was like, eh, well, you know, fill in the quota. Okay. Right. <laughs> one, one demographic. Joe covered the math. That, one demographic we did really well with, though, is uh, poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, had, we had them covered. I know, when your rich kids are the fucking farmers. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. The rich that's... kids were the farmers? Oh, yeah. They were like the, the, even if they didn't play sports, like they were still like jocks. Weird. Because yeah. they were the, they, they could were afford the... all those cool clothes, like the Under Armour and shit. All, all you um, needed well, they to didn't do have to. They could wear shirt. like, they could wear like work boots and they were awesome. And it was like, Cool. And they had a really nice green John Deere that wasn't rusted or anything. They drove into school. Yeah. So that's how you knew. Yeah. That uh, has that ever actually happened out in Kendall? People driving a tractor to, to there's school. A, there's a thing. It's a thing. It's like a it's like a day that you do it. Oh, at the really? end of the year. Oh, that's funny. We're like. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, did you not have a John Deere to, to participate in? I did not have a John Deere. Oh, my God. So I, I was one of the poor kids. Oh, okay. Like this. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we were trying to get at. He had a I didn't want, want to come out and ask, but you know, what was the median income in your home? <laughs> <laughs> income? <laughs> what? So no, you're supposed to make money? Evan, both yes. your mom and your dad are Filipino? No, I'm half. My dad oh. is from. Uh, my dad went to Charlotte High School. Okay, uh, so he's so from Greece, from here. So he would be a, a honky. Okay, he's a cracker. honky. And your mom's from the Philippines, though. Yes, now, she was imported. She was imported. I was just going to ask how they met. Did yeah, they... was he like a? Was he a? a what's the word? Uh, an employee of Northernland Global Services? No, so, no, it was. I can't uh, use their name because that happened all the time at, at my old company. Oh, this, I don't want to like. I don't want to like bash my dad or nothing. Well, but there's no this reason is pretty to. much how it happened. Was uh, it's he just he gave up on white checks. Yeah, <laughs> like he was good like, for him. no, he's smart. No, really. good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, it was, you know, partially on them and partially on him. He's just like, I, I can't pull this off. This is, I'm never, I'm never gonna be able to jive with this. I don't like, think there's anything wrong in saying that if he feels culturally like it's just not gonna work for him and. Well, you know what you like, you know they, what I mean? This oh, 80s, yeah, they were married in '83, so okay. um, he. Uh, his best friend knew worked with a guy who would eventually be my uncle. Okay. And uh, you know Kurt. Oh yeah. It's Kurt's dad. And um, basically, they get somehow cooked up, and he's like, "Hey, looking for a looking for a woman," kind of thing. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, shit. And uh, it was uh, it's like, yeah, my wife's sister. She's got a bunch of sisters. Write one of them. Yeah. Boom, you'll get a wife. Wow. That's just how it happens a lot in the Philippines. When you see like a Filipino woman mm-hmm. who's from the country over here, mm-hmm. kind of how it goes down. Oh, yeah. It's usually oh. an older guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually it works out. Because <clears throat> oh, um, yeah. especially if it's an older guy, like it, it's kind of the rare exception where it's like, I don't know how old my dad was. He was probably like 30. Okay. That's, or, that's ancient. No. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that's pretty young. Yeah. But usually it's like uh, but how old 20, you, how 20. She's older than him. She's older than him. Oh, because it's very rare then. Yeah. 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 Usually it's, it's like rare. usually it's like 25 marrying like 65. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're still together? 
No. Oh. They divorced <laughs> in... I caught that up. Because <laughs> it's like, like that they spend a ton of time getting to know each other, and they went on a bunch of dates. They, like, sent some letters and shit, and then he went over there, and it was like, all right, how do you do this shit in the Philippines? How do you... Where's the marriage license store? And... Wow. It's kind of how it went down. And he got, like, assimilated into the family. They loved him over there. Oh, wow. And he liked it over there. I don't know if he knew what he was getting into in terms of the culture, but he ended up really liking the culture. Oh, wow. But Good for him. But what he... He's a guy who likes to go out bird watching and shit, mm-hmm. camping. Um, he's like, he's like, likes his own. Well, the reason we're living out in the country is my dad, you know, he grew up near the city, and he just likes his own private little space. His he space. likes, yeah. like, we got three and a half acres, and for my dad, it like wasn't even enough. He's like, oh man, I need to build. We got neighbors and shit now. <laughs> it's not like they're like right next to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like tons of space though. Yeah. And still, he built, like, these, like, hedge walls on either side of our yard that are still there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just didn't, like, he didn't want people around. I don't know. But that's how he was. And my mom... Were, were you allowed to stay in the house? <laughs> I, I didn't want to. I just I don't like these games. kids either. Thank God Super Nintendo came out, because I would have, like, yeah. I don't know if I would have made it. Yeah. But my mom's the opposite. Okay. They're just fucking opposites. My mom is like gonna be the life of the party. Right. Very she's gonna social. dance. She's loud as shit. <laughs> she will like Joe. Jesus. Joe knows her real well. Uh-huh. She, you, you guys. She, she's like the perfect companion for Joe's mom. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they run into each other at the store all the time. Yeah, she's awesome. Holy crap. Is there a fun she's story that you know about Evan's mom, Joe? <sighs> How would you describe Evan's mom? Um. Okay, first thing that comes to mind is how fucking awesome it is to watch her interact with our friend Chad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> just yells at him. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, because she totally calls him on on all, all of this bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. she's immediately like loses her patience when it just yells at him all the whole time. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, she, she's hilarious. All the stuff that Joe and I just kind of look past and ignore, yeah. or yeah. used to ignore. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's funny because it reminds me, like, I used to work for a place, we'll call it Northern Land. Yes. And um, you would have these guys, these uh, tech trainers, they were white dudes, and they were just goofy looking, ugly as fuck. Like, you look at these guys and you're like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. Like, even if, like, I don't even know how, like, ugh. And um, they would go there for months. They'd be like, we're going to the Philippines, we're going to Manila for, like, you know, Six months, seven months, eight months, and always the joke would be, "I don't come back with a wife now," mm-hmm. and they always would. Yeah. Like it was like a thing, and they would come back, and they would have, they'd be like, "I'm getting married." What? You're what now? And then she would be here. She would come, and she'd be like, "Her right there." She'd be fucking gorgeous, like yeah. beautiful, mm-hmm. and you're just like. You don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you don't have to. Stop. Please, can someone tell her? Like, no, you're a beautiful flower. Don't get with that ugly troll. Yeah, but, man. You you might think that, but at the same time, you don't know what she might be going through back in her own country. Well, you're probably right, but there's a lot of them that end in divorce, unfortunately. At least at least in the little microcosm of where I worked. Well, I can't because, speak. Yeah, because I those guys are fucking losers. Well, yeah, I can't speak for all international marriage. Like, I can't speak for all of it. I can just speak for what I know at that I, company. I think you could. Okay, yes. I could. You yeah, should. Sure. Okay. Just do it. Well, I'm now speaking for all. Even for if you don't know what you're talking about. That's what we were here for. Go on. Yeah. 
I'm sorry for all folks. No, but it would always end in like divorce, and it'd be yeah. like, oh well, she was fucking another guy, and it's like, well, yeah, look at you. Yeah. Clean the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's a stain on it. Do you have a washing machine? Like, God. Yeah, but she divorced me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I like that. That was good. Well done. So yeah, women can't live with but them. Growing up, growing up in the country must have really been difficult for your mom then. Uh, yeah, she they didn't move out there right away. She got she spent like four years in the city. They they lived off of uh, it was what is now considered the hood. I yeah, think they call several it the hoodie. Of those. Hoodie. It's a hoodie. Yeah, now. Yes, the hoodie pocket. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember which street? Um, it was. Uh, let's see, Wild Street. They lived on, which is sort of near where Silver Stadium was. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. That area. Well, that's a nice area. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful that's a nice area. It's an up and coming. Yeah. Area. Whew, yeah. Yeah. So we're there, okay. a couple other places, and. Um, Oh, Lang Street, which is, yeah, also right there. Yeah. Basically that little area. Um, and because my mom's sister, my aunt, and my uncle lived there. Kurt's dad. Kurt's dad, yeah. Lived there. And we still have an aunt that still lives right there. It's Remington Street. Oh. So aptly named. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. just boarded up houses all over the place, man. Yeah. Jesus. She's still there. Little Filipino lady. Wow. She's like fucking 70 years old. Jesus. Still working. I bet no one messes with her. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody fucks with her at all. That's great. That's crazy. Damn. So then they move out to the country and they say, "Hun, let's get our own little plot of land out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And, and build a house that looks just like that one right there. And we'll, we'll pop out a little boy. Do you have siblings? I have a... Uh, here's another fun fact about the marriage. Uh, I have a half-brother. Okay. And he's like 10 years older. Like my mom had a kid when... He married her. So he's Filipino. He's oh, 100%. So gotcha. And, oh, uh, wow. So he's 10 years older. And uh, after we moved out to the country out there, <laughs> that's mo- really like most of my first memories. Technically, I was born before that. But really, it was out there. And 90, was it 94? Yeah, I was seven years old. This is the first time I went to the Philippines. And that trip was pretty much to like, we were going there to visit. And that's like when I really remember first meeting my grandparents over there. Mm-hmm. And my mom is also one of a dozen. So Jesus, not literally, like a, an actual dozen. Yeah, wow. a dozen. And they call them we've the dirty got dozen. yep. And we got I got a fuckload of cousins. Jesus Christ. So I made Christmas very expensive. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, well, just going back there, you're the American. You're expected to like pay for everything. So. Oh, gonna have an epic fucking pig roast, and everybody comes over and shit. Like, what does cut. that cost? Like cents on the dollar? Um, it's the conversion rate right now is like you go over there with one dollar, you have forty pesos. But it's not like then like a loaf of bread is like several hundred pesos. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you but if you factor it all out, it's probably 
about half the price to live there as far as cost of living. Yeah, yeah. Something in that range. Because I have a couple friends, again, for this company that actually moved out there permanently, but they still get their American pay rate. That's where my dad is. So they're like... With wife number two. Right, wow. Filipino really? wife number two. So he's got a thing. And kid number two. So he's wow. got a the other thing. sibling. Jesus. Yeah, I have a little half-sister. He's got a thing for Filipino women, let's just be yep, honest. Yep, he, so he likes the culture too. and he likes the women. And he's liking it over there. He's been there, oh, geez, shit, like three years now. He retired early. Yeah. Oh, wow, he's like 50, He's only like 58. Um, and he's over there now. So you were out there, and uh, that trip in 94 was to a big reason was to pretty much bring my brother here yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was graduating high school over there mm -hmm. and he came over here and you know after he graduates high school he comes out to fucking Kendall hey welcome to America that's the apple orchard across the street from your house yeah and uh that's about good it. luck figuring it out after you were living in the middle of a city I think there's 8 million people there Cebu City Wow. That's where they're from. It's Jeez. very it's densely it's like, populated. Man. Yeah, it's basically it's the second biggest city after Manila, which is insane. I don't know. I I, Manila is like twelve million, and I did yeah. go there in '94. Yeah, and I was like, holy fuck! I, I was seven years old, and I was There's like, so many call centers in Manila. <laughs> yes, yeah. my cousins work at some of those yeah. in Cebu because yeah. I got a couple cousins who can pretty much just. Almost pull it off where you can't tell on the phone that there's an accent. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, dude. I'll tell it's you a, something. It's a job skill, man. Oh, it is. I'll tell you something. So in my new position where I'm at now, um, for I have a, a bunch of programmers under me that I can delegate responsibilities to. And they're all located in Manila, right? So I had to have a meeting with them. And I had to have this phone meeting. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm American. So immediately I'm I'm racist because I'm American. You know what I mean? So like, you pick up the phone. I hope I can understand them. You know, before the phone, you know, before the phone call, I'm like I'm hoping I can understand them. Yeah. I'm hoping I don't say anything rude. You know, I gotta like figure this out. Right. right? I get them on the line. Could have they could have been in the office next to me. Yeah. In terms of their their no accent, n perfect English. I was like, well, it's so nice to Whoa. freaking meet you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like this is great. All right. And they work their asses off. And they know some shit sometimes, too. They're they have, pretty good at their job. They have master's degrees. I'm a college dropout. And they have to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I almost feel bad. Like, hey, do you want me to like, send you something? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, well, the people I worked with at Coopervision that are from Nepal and Bhutan, half of them are doctors and teachers. Right. And they're fucking stocking shelves now here yeah. in America. Yeah. It's sad. It's yeah, bullshit. we're wasting some talent. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, what was yeah, I, gonna I don't say? know how my brother survived that transition, but he did. He did deck someone right in the face in Kendall in high school. So there was that. So but what? overall, he did okay. He had to do two more years of high school. Oh, and, after um, he graduated there. Yeah. Ugh. So he was. It, it was. I guess it was a good chance to assimilate. And then after that shit, after he graduates high school in America, mm -hmm. joins the army. Really? Yeah, he did two tours in Afghanistan. Good, and good for him. He didn't even have his citizenship right away. Like, you think it's, like, automatic. He had to, like, he was in the fucking army and had to, like, fight for the citizenship aspect that to is, come along with it. Yeah. That is really messed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing that people, like, like our, our uh, dictator in training, Donald Trump, um, 
you know, he he wants to take he wants to deport all these people that aren't American citizens. But here you go, you got some people that aren't American citizens that are like, well, I'll fight for this country because it's where I live. Yeah, right. my brother's Exhibit A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he wants to he wants to piss piss on what they want to do too, which is fucking horseshit. Right. So you know, so I fucking hate our quote unquote president because he's not my president. Well, it's beyond just him. I think the larger conscious uh, effort to alienate and get rid of literally anybody that is not already a citizen. Well, yeah. Uh, the idea that they want to close the borders. Uh, they, I honestly, we could Google the amount of acreage in this fucking country. It's massive. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so much room. There's so much potential. And the idea that no, we don't have enough room. We, there's not enough room for people. Well, here. remember what are you talking about Just remember that the first thing Hitler was doing was alienating and deporting the Jews. The next step was killing them in mass droves. Yeah. So, I guess let's just wait and see when that happens with our president. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Joe, genocide? <laughs> yeah. What's your take on genocide, Joe? Yeah, Joe, what do you think? Um, it's you know it's a necessary evil sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I like to put it on my weeds. Well, what, well no, no. Why don't we take a break? <laughs> yeah, we'll take. A break. We'll come back and we'll talk about how uh, Evan is not just half Filipino; he's half something else. Ooh, a teaser. Mmm. Yeah. Do you have a little Filipino in you? Do you want some? <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Critical Mass can now be found at the 8oClockStop.com. That's the 8oClockStop.com. We're there with the Hypothetically Speaking podcast as well as Three Dicks Picks podcast. Check us out there. That's the 8oClockStop.com because everything starts at 8 o'clock. And we're back. <laughs> fucking stupid fucking piano. Joe's gonna get Joe's gonna get right up on the mic with that coffee too. Just... Man just has to fuck it all up. We always resolve more um, during the break than we do. I know during the show. We covered the donut shop. (laughs) So what we have to do is uh, next time someone's we we turn off this recording and someone gets their phone out and starts recording on their phone while we're just making coffee and shit. That's a great idea. Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Documentary. So back to genocide, I think. Yes. Now. Was that related to the donut shop? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm, no, sure, I'm sure we can tie it together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what we did. Yeah. Now, Evan, we're, we're all blessed not only that you're here on the show today, yes. but that you're actually here on the earth still. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I bring that up is because now you, you're making noise. You're like, what is that noise? Oh, That's the, the coffee, coffee machine. Oh, it's the coffee machine. Um, you had... The coffee machine. Was that a fake noise? Or was that the actual no, coffee that machine? Was, it, it really was. Yeah. That sounded like you making that was the me. noise. That was me. Was it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so simple. You've I had really several good noise bouts with with cancer. Am I wrong? Two. Damn. Two. And technically, if you think about it, you're never really done, are you? No, and I, I I knew that after the first time. Yeah. So the second time, as much as it sucked, it was. Um, uh, you know, you go, you get past the reality of like getting uh, diagnosed and shit. And I'm like, okay, now I'm shifting back into this gear. But it was a lot easier to settle into, oh shit, I have cancer again. Just that mindset. The second time, because the first time I had it, I was 15. Jesus. And coming out, coming after it, 
that's a loud coffee machine, that's a isn't spurt. it? That's not me. That's that's <laughs> just a, that's the actual Sorry. spurt of the coffee machine. I was sharding my pants. <laughs> I guess you were. But it's like it's like um, 15, 16 years old. Pretty much, I was never able to fully go back to the uh, the ignorant adolescence. So yeah. those last couple years of high school fucking sucked for me. Yeah. And um, but you, you had you, which sucks for everybody. You had the yeah. real reality though. Like you were just like, this is real reality. This is some real shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm mortal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like at, uh, at 15. Yeah, that phase. You're still supposed to have like several more years of just. Doing crazy shit and being like, I know everything in the world. I'm yep. the smartest fuck in the world because I'm 22. I know things now. I'm never gonna die. Yeah, you're right. You're supposed to be invincible at 15. Yeah, you're supposed to be. I mean, I've I've fallen off many things. Oh, and roofs. I've seen it. I mean, at 15, I could literally jump in front of a bus. Yeah, exactly. So, so this happens. Yeah, and uh, I go through. Um, it was well. It was synovial sarcoma in my right leg. Uh, synovial means joint. Sarcoma means tumor, basically. Mm. Um, it's like a genre of tumor. And they. Uh, I don't it, like that. It genre. was a. It was <laughs> <sub-genre>. <laughs> I'm not, that's not a fan of the genre. It's country. Synovial is a subgenre. <laughs> and it's. It was. The, I had a tumor the fucking size of my fist behind my knee. Gross. For years, <laughs> I didn't do anything about it. So it was just sat there, and I was just like, at first it grew, and I was like, oh, this is a weird muscle growing here. And uh, later on, it got bigger, and it kind of stopped. And it stayed there, and it was like, oh, this thing is fine. Jesus. Because I'm, I'm immortal. So you yeah. didn't tell anyone? No. No, it was, uh, this is uh, 2001, man. You know how big the ge- the fucking jeans and the, the shorts were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> you could hide that shit easily, yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, one time... In high school, we uh, somebody was drawing a smiley face on it. Yeah, right? it was I, like Jim. Because I went to have a physical. Um, the way I finally got a f- officially reported is I went to go get a physical to get like my working papers. So I wasn't 16 yet. I don't want to get a job. Yeah. And I came uh, back to school like the next day, and I was like, "Hey, so I got to get this thing checked out. I think it's a cyst." And um, I was showing it to people, and we were like drawing. Uh, one of the twins named it Jesus, and we take Drew on it and stuff like that. He's like, "Look at that thing!" Just like, drawing a tumor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, you know, most high schoolers do is draw on tumors. Yeah, of course. Like, pretty of course. normal. They they didn't give us supplies like paper and stuff. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> that's what you had to do for your free time. But I didn't know what everybody else. This was like almost the last day of school. Wow. And then a couple weeks later, which is by now it's summer. Yeah. I'm having biopsy on this fucking thing. Yeah. And they found out that it's cancer, and uh, it, you know, word spreads through the tiny town. I oh, didn't yeah. really, I wasn't really giving a fuck about it at that point. But I'm like, what the fuck did everybody <laughs> think that was like drawing on my on Jesus, yeah. the Jesus the tumor? Oh and my god! <laughs> I specifically remember showing up to a every time I die show. I believe it was in near Buffalo. Maybe you had already gotten there. Uh, you are wearing a fuck cancer t-shirt. I have pictures of me on the stage wearing that shirt with Keith Buckley rubbing my head as yeah. I was about to dive off. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I have another picture of another Every Time I Die show, Water Street this was. Uh, remember when I showed up in the cast? 
the orange cast. Yeah. And they left my crutches in the corner. Um, mm-hmm. That was from that was after treatment, and I had because a lot of surgery had to happen to get this thing out. It was oh, big. Yeah. It was like in the middle of the ligaments and shit. So I had a humongous scar afterwards, and I had chemo and radiation too. Um, the scar was like middle of my calf to the middle of my thigh. Jesus. And um, the radiation combined with that, it like shrunk my calf muscle up while it was healing. Yeah. That just radiation and surgery doesn't mix. There's a lesson I can give people about getting cancer treatment is those things together will fuck you up. You will not heal right. So I ended up with um, like it was like my right foot was um, stuck where it was like I was on the ball of my foot. I could not put my heel down Jesus. or like raise my foot upright. But I could like it wasn't like it hurt. I was walking around on it. It just looked like I was kind of walking on. It was yeah. weird. It was awkward. Yeah. But it was fine. I was getting around fine, but I was like, okay, what are we going to do to fix this? Physical therapy wasn't going to do nothing. Yeah. So I had a surgery to extend my Achilles, which they basically just like ruptured it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I now that I work in the operating room now sometimes. Mm-hmm. That was hot. Yes. And, um, and it's okay. Do it again. They, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll build it up. And uh, they just they just rupture the Achilles. I think slice it in some certain way, and then just like okay, let's put this fucking foot where it's. Ah. And it wasn't fully torn, but oh. then you know they had to let it heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I had it healing, and then they took the cast off, and I had this floppy foot because my calf muscle had shrunk up, and it wasn't really ready to be walked on yet. Oh god! And dude. I fucking. I, oh my god! This is why hostile freaked me out so much. And <laughs> oh I saw god! It. Yeah. Is after that I fell and kind of popped the surgery in my Achilles. Like I heard it. It was so fucking loud. Jesus it was right Christ. in my basement. And um, all they did for that was yeah. <laughs> all they did for that was. Um, oh, by the way, everyone, I'm a, I'm an X-ray tech. And I work at a level one trauma center, so I see bones sticking out all the time. So I can say some gross fucking shit. I don't really care. Goddamn. Um, they they just casted it up again, and so now I was awake for my cast, and I was like, oh, I get to choose. Give me this bright fucking glowy orange shit. <laughs> and then that day, I was scared I wasn't gonna make it to the Every Time I Die show at Water Street. Yeah. And they put this cast on me, and I stand on it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not in any pain. Wow. I feel fine. I'm walking on this cast. Fuck it. I uh, I think it, did I put a boot on? I, I don't even remember. I just showed up on crutches to get like from the parking lot to the concert hall. Yeah. And then we just set my fucking crutches in the corner. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember a boot, but I could be wrong. No, I got pictures of just the cast. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. I stayed well, still with fan. the cast on. Mm-hmm. Did your uh, experiences in and around the hospital? lead you to want to pursue a career in working in hospitals? Uh, not the first time. It was the exact opposite the first time. Like, as far as, like, the, you know, the mother saying, oh, I want my son to do this. You should do this. You should do that for a living. Yeah. Um, she, of course, my mom was like, you should go be a doctor now. And I was like, fuck that. Well, I, I mean, you're a party. Oh, Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, school for the next 17 years. Yeah. Fuck that. And, um, so, uh, it really had no impact on me as far as uh, career, mm-hmm. but the second time, it was totally different. I was 24 the second time. Yeah. And what happened the second time was I moved back here from Boston, and I was only going to be here for a few months, and I was going to move away again, just basically <laughs> dropping a bunch of shit off at my mom's house, and be like, all right, just keep all this shit here in your basement. See ya. And then moving to Texas. That wow. was my plan. Wow. And... 
I just came back from a jog, and I felt a like a bruise type thing on my leg, and it was in the range of where I had received radiation. Yeah, because back right. this was 2002 they blasted the whole fucking limb with radiation yeah, yeah, yeah. so way up by the thigh it wasn't even in the knee where the tumor was it was kind of just like in the muscle area on the outside of the thigh mm-hmm. and uh, I was like well that's automatic go get your shit checked out right and that you know turned out to be another tumor what you didn't go to the high school and let kids draw on it no yeah. not this time <laughs> I uh, <laughs> went to the local high school <laughs> go find the local people <laughs> yes. it worked it saved me so you Jesus. went, you immediately went and said, uh, "Take a look at this." Yeah, I was. I happened to be scheduled for a follow-up already, but this time it was like more urgent. I was like, "Hey, uh, by the way, check this thing out." I, because I have scans every year, no matter what. Right. I have a scan of, uh, I had a scan of my leg. It was constant back uh, when I started, when I was in high school. It was like four times a year. I'd have an MRI of my leg and a CT scan of my chest. Right. And. I, you know, it becomes this follow-up routine that pretty much most cancer survivors have to do. And, uh, yeah, I knew I needed the checkup, but I didn't know if I needed a biopsy or any of that. But, yeah, it was, it was, this time it was different. It was like a series of phone calls instead of being diagnosed in person. Um, and I got, I, but I kind of knew in my head, I was like, this thing's fucking growing. I was like, this, is, this isn't right. It didn't feel right. Yeah. So it, it still takes weeks to find out. So for, and I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I was not gonna tell a single fucking soul about what was going on until you knew. Yeah, until like, I know. You yeah. can't. I'm not gonna spread the panic to anybody else. Makes sense. And a few weeks in, I find out. And basically, how it went down with the it was now with my new oncologist is a different guy from who I had before, and uh, he was calling me up, talking to me about what they found or whatever. And this is before no biopsy or nothing, but. You know, they can tell from an MRI that it is a tumor, like, by the consistency mm-hmm. of it. And I, the way I asked him the second time around, I was like, okay, so what I need to know, man, is this, do, do I tell my mom that I have cancer again? Mm-hmm. Is it time for that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's time for that, unfortunately. And, um... God damn it. Yeah, it's an odd way to do it. Yeah, and that, that was the shittiest part, not finding out that I had it. I was like, fuck, I gotta fucking tell my mom I got cancer again. And call my dad and shit. They were living together. And at that point, you were out of remission. Yeah, it was so long. Um, I hit remission in 2003 from the first time. Remission's five years. And uh, the second one came in 2011. And they're pretty sure this came from radiation therapy. Like, it was caused by the radiation that I had. Because it's just too weird. And it never... And both, neither times... This never spread anywhere. They've yeah. never found anything in my lungs mm. or anywhere in the lymph node or anything like that. That's a good it's thing. just Yeah, it's just, but it's, how fucking rare is that that some asshole can leave a tumor on their leg Yeah, and just never, you know, do anything about it for years and then it doesn't spread. Yeah. If people who have bone cancer, that shit spreads like crazy. Well, yeah. It gets into the bloodstream. <laughs> goes to the lymph nodes or like like breast cancer can be can move around um pancreatic cancer i think is like one of the worst ones because it's uh it's outside of the uh the mesentery mm-hmm. of the the abdominal cavity so it can get out really easily yeah and, and it's, it's very mine's fast in my joint, so, yeah and mine's in my joint and i'm just like whoa it's the ones in the joint they're just lazy as fuck i guess yeah it's pretty Basically, rare. It's a rare get, one too. If you get pancreatic cancer, you're you're essentially done for. There's because it, it, it 
happens so fast it goes through up to stage four right away that you're just yeah you don't find out you, until yeah. it's moved on right you find out when it's in your brain and shit right jesus so okay so you tell your you tell your mom yeah and what do the doctors want to do after they find out that you have cancer a second time same shit uh blast it with radiation to kill the edges of it um sc- uh, also, the first time they hit me with chemo to shrink it as well. Right. It did work. Like, I felt the lump of Jesus get softer. Mm. It didn't It didn't really get smaller, but I was like, oh, it's weird. It's, like, smushy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't and, even be able to touch it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, well, I watched the doctors touch it. it was oh, God. Weird. And um, so the second time, mm. they just blasted it with radiation and to kill the edges, and then they they remove it or do a resection it's called and they take it was in muscle so they take like a ball of muscle around I have pictures of what they removed and they take this ball of muscle around it and then they test that they take it to a lab Mm -hmm. and they test the edges or the margins Mm -hmm. um, to see if there's any cancer cells in that muscle around the tumor just to make sure it hasn't gotten anywhere Jesus. And, uh, and then after that, I did chemo. They gave me the choice. They're like, you don't have to do chemo, but we recommend chemo officially because it's preventative. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I did that. And uh, the uh, treatment, again, radiation plus surgery, uh, fucked my leg up really bad. It was, the first one was small. The tumor was way smaller the second time. Mm-hmm. And... It this little tiny surgery. It wasn't a big incision. It just didn't heal. Mm-hmm. It didn't get infected. It just would not heal. Like wasn't like gross. Like pus was coming out of or something. It was just like this incision was always seemed fresh. And interesting. It was like um, three, four weeks or something like that. Could it could it have been because the blood supply to it was probably compromised? That could be that too. It was also because the area also had uh, scar tissue from the radiation and the surgeries prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did the radiation Damn. that they just did. You know, you never really know. But they followed that up. They're like, okay, well, let's make this heal with more surgery. Yeah. So they kind of like tied parts of my thigh together with another really quick mm-hmm. surgery. Mm-hmm. That didn't really do shit. It was about the same. And they did a skin graft on that one, too. Yeah. And that's when I learned how skin grafts hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. With the, the donor site. So what they do with the skin graft is... also learned about doctors in this, too. With the skin graft, they, um, they take it from a donor site. So mm-hmm. basically, it's like a potato peeler yeah, yeah, yeah. on your ass cheek. And they take off a bunch of skin. And then they, like, make it. They, like, roll it. Or some shit. It looks weird. It looks like speckly. Okay. Like uh, dimply yeah. all over it. I don't know if they're stretching it. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But then they then they put that on, and then they put this um, sort of wet bandage thing. Yeah. It's like a Vaseline bandage that adheres to where they took the skin, the donor site. That's right. what hurts from where they shaved you. Oh, yeah. of shaved. course. Yeah. They shaved my. They it's shaved very my ass. Fresh, right there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they shaved my ass. Um, so a little too tight. Did they go with they against the yeah, grain? See, they didn't listen to Dan. They went against the grain. Oh my god! And that's what oh. happens. Yeah. But I had doctors. These were residents. Yeah, yeah. Which is like they're basically. Uh, it's not that they're not experienced. It's just they're not 
the major decision makers okay. on these things. Okay. But they they ha also have the leeway to do whatever. Mm. So they would come in and they would like their routine was to like remove that fucking bandage that adhered to the donor site. Jesus they'd, Christ! They like peel it off me like it was a horror movie, dude. It was like the most painful shit oh that ever God. happened to me. I didn't find out until the next surgery. Uh, about a few months, no, like a month and a half, no, two months after the tumor removal. Um, I found out after that one, which was also a big skin graft, that that was totally unnecessary. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, why are they removing this? Fun. I was like, what do you mean, why are they removing this? This has been the worst freaking 10 seconds of my life uh, while I'm like, oh my god, yeah. in the hospital. The yeah. least, yeah. The the least they could have done me. is just not I, even tell you that it wasn't necessary. Yeah, yeah just no, tell I, me, it's a, just keep doing it. I remember, <laughs> I remember when you told me that. Dude, You're like, uh, why are they doing this? <laughs> to uh, check it. <laughs> to check if it's healing yep, as you rip off the healing layer. <laughs> so you didn't. You you were realizing that your your leg was not healing properly. Yeah, um, it was. Um, it it kind of looked like it would, and then the surgeon would like press on the sides of it, uh -huh. and like water would come out of the fucking wound. It was pretty gross. Okay. But it was really. It wasn't like nasty shit. It was like water. Yeah. Your um, body like your body's yeah. Your body yeah. just sends like fluid there to help. You know, yeah, yeah. lubricate, you know, it. Lube, lube it up yeah. for um, to get everything coming together, yeah, to, like to gel together, right? And but it was not going into the tissue. Oh no! So they did a, they had to put Jesus. tissue there. So the the big surgery and the one that fucked me up good, oh, it's not there. The was um, <laughs> Brock, Brock cannot burp either. I'm not able to burp. I'm at trying. All. I've never burped before. It's uh, it was um, they it's took true. my my right latissimus dorsi out of my back, and the put girl it, latissimus dorsi, and they <laughs> and they put it in my thigh, and stitched it in blood vessels and all. That's and the they uh, took the lat for the lat really for lat the, for the layman. Interesting. Layman. Thank you, because I am a layman. Yeah. <laughs> I got laid last night. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. I just shake my head in disappointment. I'm using that word wrong. Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. And cidery, too. So, okay, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, cidery. <laughs> I just... So, they I, stuck that in there. Did that take? <sighs> did it work? Um, I can't believe it, this shit. Th that still took, like, two months to heal in. And that surgery was ten fucking hours. It was like microsurgery is what my, my surgeon called it. Wow. Stitching in blood vessels and stuff. Weird stuff. They had to like make a road map of my blood vessels to figure out which ones they wanted to tie to. Yeah. Jesus it took, Christ. It still took forever to heal, and it looked like shit afterwards. It looked like I got bit by a, a zombie. It yeah. was like, uh, geez, like maybe uh, seven, eight inches down, like a rectangle, like a patch on my outer thigh. And uh, it was like soft and squishy, but it did heal. It did stop, like, you know, getting nasty. Well, there by was, this like, time, it must have felt like the guy from the Operation game. Pretty much. Uh, it's just like they just taking it. And I was, I was down for all this stuff. I was like, oh, I'll take my back muscle. All right. And the back muscle thing was fine, like that. He yeah. like that didn't fuck with me too much. I don't notice it. Yeah. But I don't exactly test my lats like Joe does. Right. I don't it's know true. what you're doing to your lats. Mine, mine are just there for show. He's beating his lats like they don't money. <laughs> they're just, they're just there for backup in case I need to move them to another part of my body. Right. <laughs> but the, the farm it, that I you had, um, shit from. What got my leg really bad was the damage from that surgery. Okay. Um, it was nerve damage, 
I couldn't feel like my shin, like the front part. I can only feel this below my knee. I can only feel a little bit. The bottom of my foot, I could feel, and I could press down with my foot, aka plantar flexion, which is the motion you make when you press down on the gas pedal or the brake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't lift it up, so I had foot drop. So this floppy foot, I couldn't lift. I had to like wear a brace and a shoe to like Jesus. keep my foot at that angle. And uh, the worst part actually was um, lymphedema. So they fucked up my lymph nodes, and like my calf ankle area would swell up after like a few hours mm-hmm. or so of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a good thing to have. Well, no, no. So no, you gotta like, the only way to make that go down, like I had compression stockings, I tried everything. Um, it was to like lay down with my leg way the fuck up in the air and wait for that shit to go down and it would oh, take fuck. hours and I'm not a back sleeper either so it was tough to stay in that position overnight and uh, yeah it Jesus wouldn't always work Christ. and I'd get sometimes I'd get lucky I was like yeah I stayed I stayed in position all night swelling went down my legs all skinny and shit yeah. and then I'd get up start doing stuff like normal and it would st- again it would take like four hours and the shit would swell up again so I was like huh? I can't even like sitting would do it sitting was worse than standing and my ankle would swell up so I was like, "This is what—that's what got in the way of the activity." Um, people live with foot drop. They—they they can put braces on and shit like that. It's not that uncomfortable. Right. Um, I—I my gait was actually all right with that brace on in, yeah. in my shoe. It was the fact that my leg would swell up to the point where it would kind of hurt. Yeah. And it would be kind of dangerous for shit like blood clots. And I don't know what the fuck you do to heal lymph nodes and shit. Yeah. Um, It's—it's it's a problem with uh, breast cancer surgery as well. Arms swelling up. Um, I don't know what they've got for it, but it's kind of one of those lingering things where they're trying to figure out uh, for women how to how to make it more Jesus, bearable dude. and or maybe solve the problem or prevent it from happening. It's awful. But uh, that's what got my leg. So after that, I was on uh, chemotherapy just for for shits and giggles. It's <laughs> like oh, I'll I'll do it, and uh, I had six months of that scheduled. Jesus. And, and this whole time, I was starting to think about, and I was like, okay, what do they got? I can't, I can't get back to life after all this is done. Yeah, yeah. And I've been having scans the whole time, no signs of the disease anymore. So I'm like, okay, what's next after this shit? Uh, lay down every four hours, work, no. do something for four hours, lay down for four hours. I was like, this isn't gonna fucking work. That's it's not no way to live. Back. Yeah, that's not your life. That's not life. Yeah. So uh, I just did some research and decided to to ditch it. And had some time to think about it. Uh, but not on the side of the road. I, I would have if I could. Um, so wait, you came to the conclusion. Honey, is that a leg? Yeah. But like you did your research. Like the doctors didn't bring it up. Um, I actually brought it up when I first met my surgeon. I said, if there's any probability increase of survival, I will totally amputate my leg. Wow. And I would have actually had an easier time with everything if I just yeah. cut the whole fucking leg off right at the beginning. But they were convinced they could save it, so I went through all those surgeries. Well, yeah, of right. Which they, they technically did. But yeah. It's like, but yeah, I'm not yeah. a common case. I'm not the kind of... First of all, it's a rare type of cancer. And second, like, how many people have it again who have already had a ton of radiation yeah. and more radiation on top of it like, they're not mathematically, you know, doing figures to see, oh, well, his muscle in that area will heal this slow because 
he has had that much radiation. Like, they're just saying, well, normally we can get it out. Research says, you know, blah, 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 statistically, this and that. Right. So it sounded like maybe they were winging it in a sense that they yeah. were like so unfamiliar with it yeah yeah that they let's were just try this like, let's, let's try, try this yeah. that's basically cancer fighting that's yeah. pretty much oncology in a nutshell they're yeah. just kind of they're coming up with new drugs all the time <clears throat> new procedures some, yeah some people are getting like new chemo drugs to, i met a guy yeah. uh who was the first person in the world i work with him now um the first person in the fucking world to receive a certain chemo drug he had cancer four times kept coming back and he's the first person in the world to receive this cancer drug, and he's fine now. Wow. And this was like years ago. This is probably like a, now it's in the repertoire That's of, cool. of cancer drugs. That's just how it goes. Wow. It's, cool. it's uh, crazy listening to how different um, people's treatments are for, you know, you talk to different cancer survivors. I mean, yeah. of course, it's mm. different based on what cancer, but just the experience overall. Sometimes it can be the same cancer and they'll have yep. totally different uh, yeah. drugs and shit or different types of radiation they got now. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Now, you didn't seek any holistic healers or swamis no. or like, like a guy right. that does like a, you know, plant-based diets on the back of his van. You know, to fight cancer. No. You know, I so you didn't up. try everything. I gave no, that up years ago. It. Okay, I don't need you bringing it up all the time. I didn't acupuncture my tumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little glow. Well, yeah. It, it just sounds like you gave up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have yeah. it. In, if I was in Boston, there would have been more options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, okay. So, so you bring this up to the doctor. You're like, fuck. If, yep. if you can, if it'll help. Take yeah, it. at first, yeah, right after the tumor popped mm. up the second time. And uh, then, I, you know, I tried it their way, and that was about a year of laying on the couch healing. Joe was there for most of it. That's awful. Um, a watching, year? Watching movies. Well, Pretty obviously, much Joe, you were no help at all. He wanted to. Uh, yeah, he wanted to do all the acupuncture. I told him no. Yeah, <laughs> I offered. Those were dirty steak knives from the cabinet. That does he not was work. telling me. He was telling me I could exercise the tumor off. And yeah. <laughs> like, Turn it into muscle, bro. Yeah. yeah. It. It's just fuel. It's those gains. Those gains, oh my man. Oh my god. Turn it into your gains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so Joe uh, sat with you and watched movies with you yeah, a lot. Yeah, Joey and Chad. Wow. What a nice. good guy. Now, was were you starting to think about your current career path throughout this? Or that was um, one thing? It started to come up. I wasn't even thinking about career. Um, like, a lot of my mental energy was going towards how am I going to pull off this uh, prosthetic shit? And as I approached the amputation, all I knew was that I wanted the good shit and that I could make use out of it because mm. I was 25 at the time. Yeah. I'm like, I know I can fucking use this thing. And yeah. it was like um, trying to find financing to go to the fucking moon. You're like, well, Dan, Dan would be a great astronaut. You don't even know. He'd be awesome. But... Uh, Who's going to pay for him to go to the fucking moon? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of how yeah. it was. And I'm um, like, I will, because he can use it and he could do something with it. But yeah, that, yeah. that's not, that logic wasn't there. Right. Um, the only people who get that, for the most part, or at least have an easy path to it, and justifiably so, is uh, soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And because it's just 
cut and dry. First of all, they, you earned it in battle. Second of all, they're a fucking soldier. Of course they're going to come back from it. Of course they're physically fit. They're not a 65-year-old right. diabetic who lost his leg because he refuses to drink water and not eat chocolate cake. Let's give him the nicest prosthetic we have. Right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I had to start with a piece of shit, and I didn't have a, like, I didn't have a great prosthetist. Um, he was technically good, but he wasn't, like, it's a weird relationship. They're not, like, a medical, um, they're not, like, a medical person. They can't order a prosthetic part without a doctor's prescription. It's really odd. But they also make the choices with you. You make the choice, but they kind of... Yeah. It's a weird tit for tad kind of thing. That's very That's odd. And I didn't exactly know what I was talking about back then. Well, yeah, I mean, so you had you all your limbs experience. up until then. Yeah, you got to get experience <laughs> with this shit. And, um, yeah, I had to start out with something a lot shittier, and it took years of, uh, I had to have another. Was it a peg, was it a wooden peg leg like like pirate had? It might have been better. It might have been I, if I had a peg leg. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm dead serious about this. If I had a fucking peg leg, yeah. I would have fallen less. That's probably I. Because they had a moving right. knee. Now I'm above knee. Um, right. That's the that's the part that uh, the big difference is. Some people can barely think about that above knee and below knee. I don't have a knee. Right. And that's the real expensive part is making it move right. Oh, okay. So, now, okay. okay. And um, that, that was just made, what made everything more complicated because I had right. a little spot behind my knee. That, first of all, I was the epicenter of all the radiation. Yeah. The tissue was fucked. So, and it still wasn't kind of fully healing yeah. behind like, like the thin skin area, like right behind your knee. Yeah. Like that was still kind of shitty skin and it probably it might not have ever healed. So I'm like, well, we got to go above that. Let's just go above where they did radiation. And they kept some tissue. They tried to keep the stump long to save tissue, which I, is sometimes helpful, but in my case, it was a problem. So I get my first prosthetic. I start walking around for six months, and I start feeling a super sharp pain. And it, was, it turned out to be, they were like worried I had an infection or something. Um, and it turned out to be that the, the end of the stump or the bone um, which would have been like the far end of like my femur uh-huh. was fracturing. Jesus because Christ! Because it was still radiated bone. They didn't cut off enough. Jesus Christ! So they took an X-ray. Can you, you get see. a break? Can <laughs> you just no, get a fucking break? There's a long fucking time before I get a break. So I would just go in. They show me the X-ray, and they could you could see that uh, I had bone. You know, it shows up white, mm-hmm. like like it should, like white with a little black mixed in. And then there's just this shitty gray area that's also bone like in yeah. the same shape and they're like yeah. there's no density there there's no none of the calcium and um she went in surgically to like look at it and she's like yeah it was like crumbled jesus so christ you, dude. we, we yeah. got it and it was like it was like a like tiny amount. Wood. yeah it was like yeah. yeah kind of it was like but it was like a little half inch uh-huh. and i was like okay take off like an inch and a half go, uh, fucking go for it and then i had to start all over again so i'd have that surgery oh, no. which they call a revision amputation revision and these little pc words they yeah. fucked up they had to yeah. crop it <laughs> yeah they cropped it yeah photoshop and um they take off a little bit more and basically i have to start the fucking rehab all over again get refit all over again at least oh, I, no. I mean I had the 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 other parts the knee and the foot but the fitting part they've got to constantly rebuild yeah especially when you're early on and like the stump changes shape and all that weird stuff so Fuck. that's that was the road uh, 
where things were not moving forward. And, um, well, after these first surgeries, the, the amputation and the revision were almost like a calendar year apart. Yeah. But after those, there, it wasn't like all pessimistic. So after they chopped off my leg, I'm at the hospital, and I thought I was going to be upset, like when I woke up from that surgery. And I was fine with it. It, uh, I woke up and I looked down and I was like, huh, that fucking burdensome lump of flesh is gone. Yeah. And I felt fine with it. Yeah. Um, and it really kicked in a few weeks later when uh, I saw all the scars from that amputation surgery. They all healed up. Oh, wow. Fucking no problem. Couple weeks. Stitches were out. Everything healed. Wow. All normal tissue. And that was the first time I didn't have a goddamn open wound for a year. Dude, so that must like, have been like really relieving. Like, fuck it. Something that you made healed. the right decision. Yeah. yeah. To look down and say, wow, okay, Ooh, another finally. Thing that, that told me I made the right decision was my surgeon got in there and she told me that my, uh, my knee was stuck uh, bent, like mm-hmm. flexed. I couldn't extend it all the way. And it kind of got worse as these surgeries went on. And it turns out, according to her, I had scarring on my sciatic nerve. And it from could be from healing, from radiation, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But supposedly it's about supposed to be about the thickness of your pinky, and mine was about the thickness of your thumb. thumb. Oh god! And she's like, "Yeah, I'm cutting. So I'm cutting through your leg." And yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, sure she says every day to people. Yeah. yeah. So she's got me on the table, and they, you know, they got me on the the OR table, and. Uh, you know, my leg's stuck in that position, and she's starting to go through it, and she goes to sever my sciatic nerve, and she severs it, and it, like, retracts like a bungee cord, and my knee straightens. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm wow. on the table. She's like, I cut through it, and bam, your knee straightened right out. And there ain't no way to ever fix that shit. She's like, that would have never straightened again. You would have never gotten that back. You would have been stuck bent forever. Wow. You can't just extend your nerves and shit. I don't know how it got like that, but whatever the case was, it was not going to straighten again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like, you know, so that's the that was the call. I was like, okay, that's uh that's a that's a good call. Glad I cut that shit off. And the second surgery, you know, I haven't needed anything since. Um, so how many years has it been? been? Uh, the since the the amputation was November 2012, and the revision was uh, November 2013. So since, since 2013, yeah, I haven't had any surgery. Good. Yeah, surgically, wow. I haven't had to do anything. And now it's just been a battle with the prosthetic stuff, which took a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I had a tough time finding the right setting to get all this shit made, or really the right person to build it to make it fit well. Yeah, and to get Jesus. the good components. Um, so I had this shitty prosthetic knee that would drop me on my fucking face if I just made the wrong move. If I walk too fast, you're falling. Walk too slow, I'm falling. So I'm trying to worry about this shit separately. And I'm at that point now where I'm like, okay, so life. I made the call. And Joe has seen me a million times on crutches. I'm like a fucking ninja. I can go up and down stairs. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I'm faster on crutches than most people. You would have to really be a brisk power walker yeah, yeah, yeah. to walk faster than I move on crutches. Oh, yeah. I like I got them extra long I like catapult myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, if I can get around like that, yeah. then I can fucking do there's a million jobs I can do. Just yeah. fine. And, uh, and maybe even including going back to like, you know, recording studio shit. So I had that all on my table, but I'm like, 
looking at like my options and I'm like, well, let's. I don't want to sit down. Yeah. Like I don't want to sit around in an office. I, I I'm better off moving around. And I my original thought was, and the reason since Joe started this topic is um, what got me thinking about going back to school, getting back in the career, in this career field was my cousin Kurt at uh, 33 or something went back to get his master's to get his MBA and I watched him grind through that while working full time and then that's right when you started going to school Joe so Joe went back to school after having we both had like past educations that were just money pits Mm -hmm. and um, he started going back for something that you know he gave a shit about and that he was just knew he was into. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a whole adult whole, film industry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Didn't have a whole career he plan. It's just like I don't <laughs> want to do it. And um, I was thinking, well, radiation therapy, because it's just a weird world. Yeah, yeah. It's that waiting room and the 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 exam room that they do everything in the yeah. treatment room. It's just a weird, like niche type of situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I looked into that, and basically I ended up. There's no school right here for it, so I ended up staying in Rochester and going to school for X-ray because it's the sort of the starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, really, I want to do CAT scan, and I'm, I'll probably end up there. It's, it's. There's a lot of movement in this career field right now, so I could probably get there pretty soon. Awesome. But right now, I graduated last year, and uh, I decided to go into X-ray through school mm-hmm. with just getting. My first fitting prosthesis, like right when X-ray school yeah, started, yeah, yeah. and that was insane, because half of it is like clinical rotations, just like nurses yeah. do. So they're going through it. Yeah, they're working for free. That's all it is. You just go to the hospital and you fucking work damn. with someone looking over your shoulder and shit. Damn. And damn. making sure you don't kill anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I'm like, oh my god, I'm walking around all these big-ass hospitals. I yeah. just got a fitting leg, and I'm still on that untrustworthy shit yeah, yeah. that I was forced to start with, pretty much. And I had to earn... Like, you got to be designated a... What's called a K-level. Like, your physical potential. Um, as an amputee. So there's like a K-1 amputee, K-2 amputee. And... I didn't have anything. Like they have some a doctor has to make that up. Yeah. So I had to to get insurance to approve uh, a computerized eighty thousand dollar knee. You have to be K three or above, oh. which is easy breezy for me. For what I was doing, I was still walking around the hospital and shit, just to prove that you're active. But really, they could have done that from looking at me and talking to me. Years ago, right when they cut my leg off, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they make it; they make these hoops that you got to go through to get this stuff. And even then, most insurance only covers like it's like eighty percent, something like that. Like if you're not on Medicare or Medicaid and <laughs> have that kind of coverage, twenty percent is still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. of eighty yeah. grand. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a business, and that's just the knee. <laughs> that's just the knee. And I had new fittings built. It was every six months at one point. And that's like ten grand a pop, Jesus nine ten grand a pop. Christ, Jesus Christ! And uh, the foot is probably like about ten grand, and typically they good for like three years, something like that. Could oh be longer, God. but like you're approved for another one 
through insurance, they'll cover another one in three years. Which to me says it could break in three years, I guess. But Right. That's yeah. But the fitting could happen a ton of times. And yeah. I'm like, if I have to get a new one every single year at ten thousand dollars and just pay two thousand yeah. dollar copay every fucking year. Jesus, dude. That's, that's a hell of a burden. I mean Jesus. That's a lot. Wow. But but now you're an X ray tech. Yes. And you work in the hospital and you enjoy what you do. Yeah. And I mean although I made did, the right call. Now you, you just on that one too. You just work a thirteen hour shift, is that what I heard? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> I, uh, well I worked um Yikes. At the hospital I only work eight. In the hospital it's like a totally different type of demanding thing. Yeah. Um it's just more physical. There's yeah. you're like moving stretchers, you're rolling people over and shit. And walking humongous distances because X ray techs, like half the job is portable stuff because we yeah. got the rolling machines now. Yeah. Which are actually pretty fun to drive. But I don't want to walk a fucking mile to go do one patient. Right. And I'm not exaggerating. It's one mile round trip. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is rough on me. So I, uh, I took a look at the because and I had some classmates go right into this field, which is the uh, the burgeoning urgent care market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, which those places are all open like twelve hours and that's it. Yeah, so that's true. they just have one crew come in usually for the most part. Set of people come in, you do three twelves a week, and that's considered full time. That's damn. great. So yeah, I'm damn. still at the hospital. I'm like part time at urgent care, and then yeah. I'm, I'm like one day a week at the hospital, just just for the funsies of the emergency department. Which, well, you we probably say I'll find her later if you want. But the one, know. the one, the one that's spread all over the place and has a lot of different locations. Gotcha. Got and it. you work at all of them. Got it. Oh, so you you rotate. You, you really just work under that banner, and they assign you a location. Because yeah. I get hurt all the time, so I just want to know which one you're at, so I can go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I could be at any. I could be at any. I could be at any one of them, man. It's all over cool. the county. Well, this is great, man. I I appreciate you telling us uh, your your journey. As I I hate that phrase, but you know. I talk Speaking about it all your time. story. Yeah. Everyone asks me all the time. Well, yeah. before we go to break, and then we're going to come back and do our fuck you segment and end the show. Yes. But before, <laughs> Joe's excited. Before we get to that, um, first of all, thanks for your story. I think it's freaking amazing. The fact that you're like sitting here, you're not falling apart after all the shit that you had to deal with. A lot of people, you know, would take that and be like, this is my life and I can't do anything anymore and they're on a whole bunch of antidepressants. Or you could do what you did, which is fucking grab life by the balls and be like, fucking take my leg, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna figure this shit out. Obviously that was that's what you did and that's fantastic. But if there's someone now that happens to listen to our show, one of the three people that listens, and they're it's at least four to five now. I'm sorry, you're right. And they're having they're just finding out that they've got cancer or they're just finding out that they're about to be an amputee what do you say to them anything anything related to that it could be someone getting finding out that they're gonna go through a divorce yeah or they're like gonna lose a sibling or something someone's gonna die and it's important to them how are they gonna get over that what what advice do you have if you're approaching something like that I mean um and I the way I um, like I I've written a lot about this and like like when I was on Tumblr I would just like express myself mm-hmm. I was having dark times on chemo that yeah. was the rough one it's a really mental battle and um, I would just let it all come out creatively mm-hmm. and what I would suggest and what I learned from that 
is to go through it with all the fucking be bitter be negative go be a seething be disgusted let all that shit out be yeah. like fuck my fucking life what the fuck you don't how have the to fuck pretend. did this happen to me yeah don't yeah. fucking pretend yeah. yeah and i don't care who's around you right yeah you know it's different if, i guess you know i don't i don't have kids but if you got kids and you got to be a parent on top of it that's hard but find another place to go. Write yeah. about it. Yeah. Talk to someone else about it. Yeah. I, if, if it's a, if you're like maybe a support group type of person yeah. and that fits you, go there and don't pretend to be fucking happy. Yeah. Go there and be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And if you got mm-hmm. I, like, for me, it would have been more like anger yeah. as opposed to like sadness. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But other people, it could be sadness. They might wake up from the surgery. I was like, oh sweet, actually. Oh, fuck, it's hard to like dig through that far back to a specific date on Facebook. But I remember the first thing I posted on Facebook after the amputation was like a picture of just like like my stump wrapped in this humongous bandage. Yeah. And um, then my other leg, the foot of the bed. And it just said, piece of cake. Yeah. Huh. That was my waking up from the surgery. Yeah. And other people might wake up, and even if they knew they were going to have the surgery or whatever, they might wake up and look down and just break the fuck down and yeah. it might last for days yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. like you think you're gonna you think you look down at your legs every day well, yeah, because exactly. you're experiencing the only loss two legs i'm ever gonna need yeah yeah and they go through it like that and that's not everyone's you know got the same sort of approach to me like i approached yeah. everything logically and yeah just was like well shit all i want to do is like have my own place and be able to pay my own bills and uh you don't go, get burdened. go spend as much as i want on beer that's not asking too much, right? No, I think that's a happy life. I think and, we're all uh, still we're all still aiming for that, aren't we? Yeah, and I had to work a little harder to get there. Yeah, yeah. So fuck it. But I mean, you, you like you just got to envision what you want to be and how you can get there. You 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 can't think that oh my one path it's gone. Um, I loved I loved doing push-ups, and now I lost my arm. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! I'm not gonna be great at push-ups anymore. So what are you gonna do? Something else. Do some fucking squats, man. Well, Joe can you do know? one-arm push-ups. So. Do something else. Yeah. Just do something else. Like if uh, <laughs> even if you go blind or deaf, something like that. Yeah. If you were uh, like I worked in a recording studio. If I went deaf, fuck me, it would mess my shit up. Yeah, yeah. But I'd be like, all right, well, well photography, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always something else. Just broaden your horizons, find an alternate road to get there, and maybe you'll find a new destination that you even like better. Because this shit was not on my radar. Yeah. Working in X-ray, working in emergency wasn't on my radar. It was I wanted to work with cancer patients. Well, yeah. And I was like, I just got planted in the the ED because that's you have to go there as a student. Yeah. And I was like, this is dope. This is fucking awesome. Like, you really see what people are made out of in that moment yeah, in the yeah. emergency department. Yeah. And I was like, this is sweet. And I didn't see it coming. Yeah. It's, it, you can use That's it what as life a way. Is, right? yeah. yeah. You can use it as a way to just learn some new shit, broaden your horizons. Yeah. That's that's pretty wild. Well, awesome. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think I can thank you enough for that story. That's for sure. And if it, you know, if it helps one other person then you know definitely it's worth it yeah that's why i talk about it i I, it's at any setting like people want to hear about it i'll talk about it and um 
I might say something different about it every time, frankly, because it's just a weird thing. I might sound negative about it that day, or I might sound happy about it. Yeah, that There's is the asshole so unprofessional. Wow. So unprofessional. That was my father. That's it. Oh God! I'll call him back well, and scold him. That's what's gonna keep you down right. to maybe number three on iTunes. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. So All right, we'll be right back. When we come back, we're gonna have our fuck yous, and we're closing yes. it out for the day. That's really why I came. That's. <laughs> All right. We'll All right. Be right back. If you're looking for a refinishing, a ceiling, and a protection for your cement services, especially your garage, check out Eagle Epoxy at eagleepoxy.us. They can also be found on Facebook at Eagle Epoxy or their phone number for a free quote, 585-402-4971. Tell them the Rockness Monster sent you for a free quote. Check them out. And god damn it, with these, so many lasers, we, we decided to go do laser tag. Um, and oh, I got shot. I found the right cord. You found the right um, cord. Because oh. you like Star Wars, so I, that's why I did that. I love Star Wars, actually. I don't just like it. So. Yikes. Why don't you marry it? Um, I have, actually. Alright, so fuck you. Let's, go, let's just dive right in. Yes. Now, here's the deal. Oh. I, I guess I'm a stickler about <clears throat> personal space. Okay. Yeah. When I go to a restaurant, it doesn't have to be. Why are you touching me? <laughs> it doesn't have to be personal space. A, a, a four star restaurant. I don't even know how the star ratings work. Is it five star or four star? Four star, five star, seventeen star. Okay. It doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be low grade either. Wherever I am, low grade dog food. If I okay, I, I need to paint this picture for you guys. Imagine an entire wall of the inside of the restaurant mm-hmm. is is a booth. Sure. And then the other side uh-huh. are a series of smaller tables sure. for even two to four people, yeah. but the other side of it is chairs. Uh, I'm following Do you understand? completely. You guys, you guys know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Panera and has so, a section like that. Right. So when you sit there, one person is on the booth side mm-hmm. in your party, and mm-hmm. the other person is sitting on the chair side. Sure. But sure. you're right fucking next to the next little table. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right there. Sure. Why do they do this? To, to fit more people in, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. It's goddamn annoying. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't want to have to hear the conversation of the... Oh, yes, yes. They're practically next to me like like we just went to lunch together, and I don't know them. Yeah, you yeah. can hear them chew. Yes. That happened to me yesterday with a couple... The wife was explaining about how much of a piece of shit her husband is. On you're the like, I don't need to hear else. this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he showed up. <laughs> and, and then sat like right next to her, and now I'm judging him. I don't even know him. I right. just heard that. I just heard that. Close. Is, that like, is that your? Is that your fuck you? No, but to I just, him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. But I just fuck like, you, dude. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. I'm with you on your. Fuck it's you. just I they're so focused on making money and putting people in seats yeah. that they they've lost the the idea that people want to have an intimate experience with the person they came there with. Yeah. Not fucking strangers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, gar- it's not a commune. Right, yeah. So fuck you, places that do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Actually, I know I said I, I know I said I had a fuck you uh, during the uh, during the break there. I, I I'm gonna change it. I have okay. a, I have a different one now. Shift your fucks. I shifted my fucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yesterday was the what? Uh, the march for your life. The yeah. march for our lives. 
Right. I want to say fuck you to literally everyone that doesn't like support that. Like if you don't support it, Ooh. you're soulless. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm gonna fuck soulless. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're soulless, soulless people. These are kids that are marching that have realized that schools have become war zones because of the way the media glamorizes school shooters. And they want more gun legislation passed in order to protect themselves, in order to, in order to go to school. When, I, when we went to school, was this happening every week? No, we had Columbine when we were in school. Mm-hmm. And that was it. We didn't really have a whole rash of school shootings. Now, we hear about one a week. And it's always the same thing. How did this young person get a weapon? How did they get a gun? And the retort, the re- and the retort from the side that doesn't have a soul is it's so extreme. I'm serious. Is oh well, don't take my guns. Okay, well, what about a solution? What about a solution on both sides where we can sit down and you can keep your guns, mm-hmm. and we can maybe put together some more stricter laws. Chris Rock had it. It's just to make the ammo more, more expensive. Exactly. Well, there's there's that it's, idea. And they make it so easy to make fun of, too, that yeah. side. Yeah. Because, I, I, like, I'm not extremely on one side or the other, but, like, all the Facebook posts about, yeah. like, how guns don't hurt people. Like, did, did you see the wave of Facebook posts that were, like, an AR-15 resting against the wall? Yes, I hate that one. But, yeah, and they're like, that's funny. During the night, this didn't randomly go out and shoot a bunch of people. I'm thinking, you probably have kids. Did you seriously leave a fucking AR-15? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Like, thanks for that. King, we're going to use that. King yeah. killed Abel with a rock. Like, yeah. well, imagine if he had an AR-15. He would have killed, killed every other fucker in the He would have killed Abel's whole fucking yeah. school. Well, my favorite like, one... That's funny. How come... These kids going into school don't use rocks then. Yeah, Yeah, you're exactly right. And my favorite one, too, is the people that are like, oh, well, my AR-15 is as dangerous as a car and a knife and a fork. Like, okay, well, then if that's your logic, then you already have a car, a knife, and a fork. Why do you need a gun? Yeah, you have a fucking arsenal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then, okay, great. They are are unwilling to admit that they just fucking love the AR-15. Exactly. They, they just, just love, love it. The it gun. feels good I just in their hands. so badass with it. Yes, and it, it shoots really well. It they comes love back, the gun. It comes back to men that are that don't have any self-esteem. And I know I make the joke, oh, guys with tiny dicks. Okay, <laughs> joking aside. No, but it's, it's just these, that we all know that shooting a gun is fun. There's not a person on the planet that doesn't go, hey, that was fun. Exactly. Yes, we know it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, of course it is. But, but do you need to be, um, do you have, have to have a military style weapon and that's, that's to protect where, your home? That's where the fuck you comes in is, you know, you need to be able to have a better argument because yes. right now if they're, they're it, we're on the precipice of a gun ban. And let me tell you something, those kids that marched those kids that marched are I don't about think to be so, but listen okay. to me, just listen to me. Those kids that marched are about to be voters. And they have said they very, are. very clearly if you take funds, this is this is their stance. If you take funds from the NRA, We're you will get you. voted out. Right. Period. You're done. And that's it. That, that thousands upon t- tens of thousands of kids, hundreds of thousands marched yep. all over the country yesterday. All of which are about to be registered voters. And yet, and they, all the well, people, or most of the people on the right wing side of this argument, are all. Power to the people. This is the people's government, and the kids are saying that on the left wing side. They don't fucking like it, yeah. and they're saying it. And like now, the next step, if if this goes well, it's if you take money from big pharma, 
mm-hmm. big tobacco. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of shit the, that, right. that anyone can agree on. It would maybe be the best thing to ever happen mm-hmm. to our government. Mm-hmm. If we started thinking like that and voting like that and holding Precisely. politicians yep. up to that level, it just happens to be the gun issue that's at the forefront of it right now. Right. Exactly. And some young kids who just, they didn't ask to be there. Yeah. They're just, they're there and they're doing something with it. Exactly. And they should be lauded. So if you are against it, then you are not American. You're about as good as Al-Qaeda. Yeah. You are Al-Qaeda. If you're against the, the march that, that happened yesterday, you are a terrorist. People as... Put, tend to put themselves below the government on the totem pole. What they're not realizing is that you own the government. Yep. You are the people are the government. You Correct. put the people into place. Yep. You have the right to hire them and fire them. Exactly. They should be scared. Yes. They should all be scared. Anyone who takes lobbying money from the NRA, the right representatives, now they work for you. Should be so scared. And the fact of the matter is, you you wouldn't come up with a better argument mm-hmm. when asked. So guess what? It's just it comes back to this, and I, I posted this yesterday. My my little brother and I, what would happen? We would have a toy that we both really liked. And we wouldn't share it. My mom would say the same shit. If you can't figure out how to share that, I'm fucking taking it, and none of you are gonna get it. And that's about what's about to happen with guns. You can't figure this shit out. Then your right, mom's gonna go and take. We're them. gonna fucking take it. Yeah, that's right. Then, They're just gonna fucking take them. Then moms will have all the guns, and then everything will be fine. Exactly. <laughs> so, so fuck you to the right wing. That's it. Fuck you. Okay. So please, who's next? Thank you for that really short, concise. Fuck Shut you. up. I Shut know. up. I can go if you need to think more, Joe. Um, I actually don't. Um, it's the first thing that popped in my head, and it, it, uh, I, I'm going to go with it. Um, I'm going to get a little serious on you. I'm about to make this really political. But, I'm um, bracing myself. Yeah. So I know we're having fun with the whole gun thing, but uh, on a serious note... Um, fuck you to Value City Furniture. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry! I'm fuck you to Value City Furniture. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I bought a reclining chair from that. It was like fucking $400, and the old guy convinces me to buy warranty with it. I'm like, well, it's a chair. Yeah. I would hope that it would work. And right? you're not 400 it's, pounds either. Right. Yeah. And, and I... <laughs> don't plan on jumping up and down on it and fucking, you know, right. throwing things at it. But I was like, you know what? It, for some reason, I, I just went with it. I was like, you know what? I don't go out and buy a reclining chair all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking warranty. Good idea. So Anything, it's like a Lazy Boy style? Yeah, the leather recliner. Nice. You know? Yeah. Nice, very, nice. very cushy, very nice. Yeah. And... I- so he talks me into the warranty, like, basically, yeah, anything happens to it, like, seven years. You know, like, you're covered, they'll, they'll show up to the house for you to just give it to them and fix it. In the middle room. of the night, like, you wouldn't even know they're right. there. And, you know, made it sound like anything happens to this thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And you're covered. Within, like, a month of owning the thing, the stitching started coming out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, not really something I need to contact them about. Yeah. I mean, it was in a part, it, no big deal. Yeah. And then... As I, I mean, this chair is like two years old. It literally looks like it's twenty years old now. That the middle part of it has like this perforated leather part, I guess, for like breathability or whatever. Yeah, it all came it's off. A, it's a fart absorber. Really? Yeah, fart absorber. Yeah, stripped off like a fucking fruit by the foot or something. Jesus like, Christ! I, I mean, yeah, oh, it, it looks like I dug it out of somebody else's garbage, and so when it first started happening. I contacted the people about the warranty. I I actually called up Value City Furniture, and I I told her, you know, it was a couple years ago. I got warranty with it, and she's like, so what happened to it? And I told her, 
And she's like, oh, no, when you contact the warranty people, tell them that it was like an accident that just happened. Like, some freak thing that, you know, like, uh, you fell. Oh, this is like getting your fucking windshield years. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well within seven years. You can't say the it's a piece, a piece of, of shit. shit. You can't yeah, yeah. say that, it's, though. That's, no. that's what she said. It's you, fantastic. You can't, you can't just go with the chair is a piece of shit. It's fantastic it to, and you pushed it off your house. Yeah, you know, like, it, it started on fire because you were playing, you know, with matches and gasoline around. <laughs> so, so I contact the warranty people. And I, I made something up like, yeah, my nephew was playing on it, the chair tipped over, and it has like this rip in it now. And so he asks for pictures of it. I take pictures of it, and they're like, yeah, you can just send the pictures. Like, we sent you an email. Uh, send the pictures in the reply thing, like the conversation yeah. email. Did exactly that. No answer. I contact them back. They're like, send me the same thing. Like, yeah, um, go ahead and, and send the pictures through the reply. And it's like, I already did that. I literally don't know what else. I, and now yeah. it's your turn to do something. This is insanity. And yeah. the whole time over the course of the weeks, the, the ripping was just getting worse and worse, like every time I fucking sat in it. So needless to say, I gave up on that. And it's like, well, okay. So mental note, I will never buy anything from Value City Furniture again. Not yeah. even like a fucking pack of gum. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is a lot of times, from what I understand, is that those warranties really only cover things that aren't your fault. Like if you say, oh, I, I was wearing my wedding ring and it, it cut it. Or my dog threw up on it. They're like, well, that's your fault. It didn't yeah. wear and tear naturally. That's, that's what I thought. And the lady made it sound like, no, make it sound like it was some Right. Like Do you know didn't. why? Because they have a business plan with the warranty people. Mm -hmm. So right, they right. don't want to make it appear as if their furniture is a piece of shit. Right. Because then the warranty people won't want to do business with them and, anymore. It's yeah. too and much on, of a risk. And on top of that, they actually have a monetary plan on people like you. But no joke, it's built into their uh, financials yeah. on you giving to up. To the overhead. Yeah. On you giving oh, up. Yeah. Like, they, like, they have a specific... I worked for a company that actually tabulated the amount of people that forgot that they have a subscription for something. Yeah. <laughs> as part yeah. of their, their income. Absolutely. Like, it's the same. They build that in. It's like kind of a warranty retention department. Yeah. 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 To, to be it's honest, like, Joe, I'm surprised you didn't get more upset. If I were you, I would have not only taken pictures, I would have sent it to management at Value City Furniture. I would have sent it to the warranty people in separate emails, and I would have said, here's the deal. I paid a lot of good money for this. I bought a warranty, and you're not helping me out, so you have an option. I'm going to spread this all over Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to spread this to as many people as I know and let them know to never go to Value City Furniture and to never get a warranty through your company. Well, someone because must if have this is what's going to happen, then I'm never going to come there. I'm going to... I'm going to blaspheme that's your pretty much what my mom says all the time yeah like i i don't know why you know you don't pursue that or whatever i'm just like i'm like no nah, it's not my style i'll just never buy something yeah. there again yeah anytime it comes up in conversation i'll tell people don't ever buy anything yeah. from there much less with warranty so. yeah well they've got a domino's pizza campaign um, like, you, you remember the Domino's Pizza? We know we suck, and yeah. we're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Valley City's okay. just starting theirs. Really? Oh, okay. No joke, Valley City's actually starting with commercials that are like, hey. Right. Get so, on it, Joe, now it's time. Yeah, <laughs> so right. here's uh, the podcast already. We've sucked, and uh, we're going to start bringing you actually good stuff. Or at so. least stand behind the product. At least admit, yeah, okay, that one sucked. We'll yeah. give you another one. Yeah. I say, <laughs> go burn this store down. Yeah. 
Okay. And it should go up quickly because right? yeah. it's all finished. Right. right. Exactly. That's the quality. Exactly. Fuck you. Thank, thank, you, you thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Evan, please. I am actually a pretty good bookend for the fuck yous because it's sort of it's related to this whole experience of the podcast. Yeah. Um, fuck which, you by to Rockface, right? Bookend? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was it was great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Of course. Um, I'd love to come back. And uh, what we were talking about right when I walked in the door mm-hmm. is the sort of stem of my fuck you. Fuck you to people who can't just sit down and have a fucking conversation and Amen. just like talk to each other. We just sat here without our fucking phones out and like looked at each other and talked some shit. Except mm-hmm. one of and us. <laughs> yeah, except one of us. The phone. He was what mixing. Are you talking about? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's been sitting there the whole time. But you, like, you could be mid-sentence now, mm-hmm. and someone will interject with a phone. Yeah. Like, it just, it's, it's like a barrier. You're looking right at someone, and then a huh? phone just gets right between you yeah. for them to, who fucking knows what? That doesn't matter. That's like an I itch mean, they have to scratch. Yeah. 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 And this is everywhere in the world. It's all over society. It happens uh, at the hospital. Like, you can't talk to someone there, um, and every moment of downtime between patients is like, well, can't put down my fucking personal life. Mm -hmm. That shit, that argument I was having is still raging on my phone, and they're missing every bit of fucking contact that we used to have, and just basic-ass communication. It's pretty sad. And it leads to a lot of weird awkwardness, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon but um uh podcast is a good start podcasts are getting pretty popular people like to uh, at least they still like to listen i guess that's something but well, uh, we it can go out to everyday life yeah. and fuck you to the people who will just refuse it some yeah. people it's a problem it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little affliction but there's a lot of people who avoid it mm-hmm. the, the, it's an intentional thing yeah. and i just I'm disgusted by it. It's it's definitely gotten worse. It's ironic that you bring that up because the idea that, you know, technology is literally interrupting us socially. We're using this podcast as a technology, you know, medium to literally do what humans did thousands of years ago through oral teachings, oral history, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. We're just having conversations. Joe thought about it. You know? It's like oral. (laughs) <laughs> or, yeah, I, I was gonna, you know, just gonna say something immature, but I just let it go. Yeah, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Is I th- like you said when you walk in the door, the lost art of conversation. Yeah, and it's something that like I notice myself. I do it too. Like I'll be in the middle of a conversation with someone, and my phone dings, and I'm like, because this when you get a text message they've actually done studies when you get a text message or a like or a Facebook up or something, mm-hmm. the same receptors in your brain that go off when you're doing cocaine are the same receptors that go off. It's no joke when you get an update. No, in all seriousness, it is the same exact receptors that that you're doing a drug. And honestly, there's nothing... Truly, a line of communication. Oh <laughs> man! Um, Thanks, no, Joe. but in all in all seriousness, you know, I think you're absolutely right. And there's nothing more liberating than having a conversation that long, and then looking at your phone and seeing 14 different updates and stuff, and realizing I haven't touched my phone for the last hour. 
and wow, I feel and good. Sometimes it's easier to like, let go, but you see those 14 updates, and you're like, well, I just spent all that time on conversation. I got, you know, I could go do something else now. Exactly. I gotta go drive now. So, oh, fuck it, I could blow it off. Yeah. Exactly. And you kind of let go of it. It could happen. You could let go of a whole day's worth of updates and bullshit. Uh, just by uh, being a person. Just like, by letting yeah, it go, it. man. Let it go. It's, exactly. That's what Elsa said. Exactly. Let, let it go. go. Let it go. Great. Well, thanks, guys. I, I, this is awesome having you here. Yes, thank you so much for being yeah. part of our season finale, actually, which yes. we didn't tell you till just now. Yeah. Um, this, so. is the, this is the season finale. Um, we'll be to, back in a couple, two, three weeks. Yeah, to our listeners, two, we'll be back in the studio in, th- in three weeks. Right. We're taking two, two weeks, weeks off. off. Um, Dan is going to be vacationing in, on Catalina Island, and I'm going to go to the local prisons um, to jerk off the inmates. It's a new thing that they're doing. Um, it makes them less violent. Therapy. Yeah. So, we yeah, so we drew straws, and, I, just, and I got the better of the two yeah, straws. Yeah, he's going to Catalina, and I've yeah. got to jerk off a bunch of prisoners. Yeah. But the good news is I have soft hands. So, yes. with that being said, I want to thank our pseudo sponsors, uh, Genesee Beard Company, the 8 o'clockstop.com, mm-hmm. and uh, Eagle Epoxy. Uh, we'll see you guys next season. Uh, this has been Critical Mass Season 4. Party on, Wayne. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. They come from butt.